0: Welcome to Coffee, Eggs and Inspiration. It's a weekly show that goes out over YouTube and is a podcast over all of the major podcast channels. And each week I get to sit with an inspiring person and listen to them tell their story and share it with all of you. This week is no different. I'm joined by Gethin Jones, a TV presenter and radio presenter extraordinaire.
1: I can't believe we have to read this bit.
0: Well, I can't you know, I I can't, I can't remember all of it. <laughs> and just a fair warning, Gethin does this for a living, right? So this is hugely important. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, he is going to take he is going to take the mickey out of me the entire way through. But let me uh, let me persevere. Okay. I'm going to give you an introduction. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll sit back, relax, and listen. Please do. Okay. It's because uh, I'm I'm talking at the all moment. Right, sorry. Okay. You'll get your chance. All right. All right so. Um, Gethin is a TV and, uh, and radio presenter. He was in Blue Peter for four years, very famous uh, TV programme uh, in the UK, a rugby presenter, uh, so if you're a keen rugby fan and certainly if you're a Welsh fan you would have seen Gethin uh, presenting the, uh, the Best of the Boys in Red. Uh, and uh, currently the gig is Strictly Come Dancing, It Takes Two, which is the, uh, which is the after show. Been doing that for a few years and uh, both presenting and actually competing. Uh, I think in, uh, in black and white when I did it. In black and white, you know, when the cord ran to the TV and that's the that's, way you yeah, change the, the channels, the right? That's not
1: far from the truth.
0: And many, many others. A um, few fun facts, uh, not, just, not just a pretty face, uh, four Guinness World Records. Four. We'll come to that. <laughs> I don't actually know which ones they are. You know so what I'm is, Well, I know one you of know them. What I'm this is going to be a voyage of discovery. Grade eight, uh, violin and piano. So a talented musician. In fact, played the violin with uh, with the proms uh, at the proms with the BBC Philharmonic Orchestra. In 2006, um, uh, Geffen became the first civilian uh, to finish the Royal Marine Commando 30 mile yeah. yomp. Uh, which sounds um, very difficult and strenuous, and uh, hideous. I can, hideous.
1: Hideous experience.
0: Having been to the gym a few times with you, I, mm. I can attest to the fact that you're quite fit. Being you there is hideous, but yeah, I see your point. Is it appropriate to say I think you're fit? <laughs> you just done it. Okay, I just did it, so right. it's out there now. Um you might and, have to do it last time. That makes it even worse. Uh, <laughs> I've got another fun fact. I've got one more fun oh, no. fact.
1: This is the longest. Oh no, the there's world. two. No, no,
0: no. You play the pipe.
1: Uh, is this is true, I play the bag pipes. Okay. Not and one of them, you play the bag pipes. It's not just one pipe, it's the bag pipes. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Okay, go, go on. Good, to know it's good got? feedback, thanks. Um, well, you appeared in Doctor Who?
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, one time as a Cyberman? Mm hmm. Yeah. And another time as a Dalek operator. Oh, it's a Dalek operator? You weren't actually the Dalek. You well, were it's, operating
1: the Daleks. It's, they're basically just a shopping trolley. Okay. So there's no like, it's not as glam as you think it is. Well, that's and you know which Cyberman I am because I'm the one walking down the street the wrong way. It's quite tricky being a Cyberman. Really? Mm. Did you have to walk backwards? Uh, no, just uh, just straight. Actually, it was filmed in Cardiff, my home city, yeah. and it's just straight down the. Weirdly, I know the street, so I should have got it right. Really. Oh yeah? Did you bang into something? No, not quite. Doctor Who it's you? Yeah, no, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. Yeah, she wasn't there, and it was he at the time, it was David Tennant. Yeah. Oh right. That's one, That's one hell of an intro. That's a good intro, right? Did you edit that? I've now? done, I've done so my, no, I'm not going to edit it down. That's like the whole it's thing
0: quality.
1: I did my research. Do you think people are still with us?
0: Uh, well, I hope so. You're still with us? Hopefully. <laughs> See what I mean? You're take them, make it. So this is, this is entertaining. So
1: yeah. let's
0: start by rolling the clock back.
1: Okay. Uh, tell me how you first got into TV. Oh my goodness. So um, I first got into television when a friend said to me, have you ever thought of being a television presenter? Mm-hmm. And I said no. And I went for a job on a Welsh language show on S4C, the Welsh fourth channel. You speak speak Welsh, of course. Absolutely. First language is Welsh. And to cut a very long story short, um, the guy who got it didn't want it. And I ended up... um, on the show on my 24th birthday started on my 24th. 24th birthday yeah, oh, yeah. wearing double denim a yellow t-shirt and I was terrible double denim yeah I you mean a denim jacket and,
0: and yeah, denim jeans. jeans yeah the double d were they sort of light colored jeans quite yeah, tight were. at the time yeah
1: yeah it's terrible I remember that really uh, yeah and it was like a baptism of fire because there's no course for presenting there's no way yeah. you can go to get a degree it's all really experience and I was terrible and just appreciated that it was a real good opportunity and then um yeah it just went was it scripted or were you doing uh, ad hoc so i can imagine you know, top of the pops yeah. uh, the old top of the pops it's like that for kids in welsh mm-hmm. so a lot of links really a couple of interviews but n- not massive ones with the bands um, and yeah sort of as life so sort of live audience so sort of talk about the baptism of fire it really like was top of the pops for kids in welsh
0: yeah which <laughs> yeah. is kind of like saying Popty. it's sort of
1: sort of like comparing a rugby ball to
0: a watermelon um which has been sliced and covered in chocolate let me just think about that for a second maybe
1: <laughs> you're saying it's confusing <laughs> not very like it i'm hungry now <laughs> uh, no it's well no no it's similar in that you know you do links into the bands and then you do a quick chat with the band right. and then you're back into doing another link so it's all about the music really um, I started with Alex Jones, who's on the One Show now, and Sarah Elgan, um, who uh, really does the No, they're not. Alex is not. No, maybe she is. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. Uh, so yeah, and that was it—the start of what was an absolute roller coaster of fun over the last fifteen years. Amazing. Give mm-hmm. us a couple of lines in Welsh, will you? Hello, acroisai i'r my head, you uh Craig Fenton and Ada podcast. Oh yeah, eggs, coffee, coffee, uh, Aspridolia inspiration.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Is it compulsory? Where did you see my voice change? It, you, you, were kind of Yeah, you, you, were,
0: you were, a little bit more. It's a really difficult language. You were, you were we have really the second longest place name in the used. world.
1: Sanbad Pushgwingesgo Gerfyndrobysantacilia Gogogor is a name of a place in Wales. <laughs> the. Um, Where's the first longest? Uh, somewhere in Uzbekistan. All oh, right. Do you know the, how to say that one? Well? No, I don't. Okay. But in Push. Uh, the train station sign lasts longer than the actual platform, so you leave on the train and the sign still goes. It's mad, but I don't know. It's like a tourist attraction. Have you been there? Of course, I've been there. Okay, okay. Every Welsh woman and man has been there. Really? I'll take you one. Day. Is it in the valleys? No, it's in North Wales. North Wales. Okay.
0: Mm. Mountainous North Wales. Uh, so onward from the uh, what? What happened? You you were doing the Welsh show, and then something something happened that led you into. Uh, onto a much bigger stage, right? Yeah, I think
1: to be honest, at the time there was a real shortage of boys who could speak Welsh. Right, and that's maybe why I got my opportunity because, like I said, I was rubbish, and I did everything I could to improve. So I made up a course myself for presenting. So I would pick up a pen or a fork and talk about it for exactly one minute. I would leave a voicemail that was exactly one minute. I'd pick up a broadsheet and read about something I wasn't that interested in, like um, I don't know something that was quite tricky, like hedge funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, read it and regurgitate it into a dictaphone for a two minutes to try and explain what I just read. Yeah, All those things, all those skills that you need for sort of live TV. Right. And with a lot of hard work and, you know, a lot of help along the way, um, did a couple of well shows and then um, a show called Blue Peter came calling, as you mentioned, it's one of the longest or is the longest running children's show in the world. Started in 1958 and uh, I was presenter number 31, 1600 guys, eight months of sort of um, Different tests, yeah, uh, and that, uh, and I know I shouldn't say this, but things like that don't happen to a boy like me, and that was the start of something just, you know, incredible. I'm
0: mean, we the first Welsh pres- presenter on the
1: show. Uh, Tim Vincent was the first Welsh presenter, but definitely the first Welsh speaker. And actually, in fairness to Blue Peter, they used that a lot. Yeah. You know, my identity is probably what got me the job. Right and we did a lot about the Welsh language, like St David's Day mm-hmm. and um, my, my past and my background in the Welsh language and yeah. it was well received.
0: Incredible, and, and uh, two, of the, uh, two of the things that you must not do on television were very prevalent, working with children and animals. Absolutely. How, how was that?
1: On live TV, I mean, my goodness. I Any remember, strange
0: experiences? Oh, oh yeah,
1: I remember um, a snake coming in, like one of the biggest snakes in the world and it shat itself everywhere. It's like, <laughs> it's like scrambled egg. And it stinks so bad. It's like you after coming out of the gym. It's that bad of time. <laughs> and it's, it's like you've got this scrambled <laughs> egg on so the floor. Deep, and man. you have to stay positive as the kids present it. Like, yeah, this is great. Look at this, it's like scrambled egg. What are you having for breakfast? Um, and dog, washing a dog, washing a chicken, preparing a chicken for a show. Washing a chicken, what, before you cook it? No, before, before you get ready for, the, a, live for a show like you. Oh, yeah, right. you, get, you know, like it's showing it, a show like the yeah, Welsh you show. It, basically. Oh, don't want that word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: but I swear you do have to groove group, it, right? yeah, not yeah. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> Why did um, the chicken cross the road? Don't know. Why did the chicken what, to work with you? Yeah. And the big group. That's a good one, that. Um, yeah. So that, and then like, obviously mix kids into that, and what I've always loved and still love, and. I think it's brilliant is that children don't really know they're on TV, they don't care, they'll tell you exactly what they think and you rehearse with them and you do it live and it's completely different. <laughs> completely different. But it makes yeah. you a bad presenter.
0: Yeah, so you, you prepare for the unexpected.
1: Absolutely. And you made your own trading course. Can you give
0: me some tips, by the way, as we go? Can you through? talk about a pen for a minute? And uh, be entertaining well, with it. Do you know the... Uh, okay, the time Bic... starts. No. Okay. A minute? Yeah. Okay, I've already started. So this is a BIC pen. Uh, BIC, I believe, is a, a French company. They do a lot of plastic goods. Uh, the pen is probably the, the one that they're most famous for. They did for a while uh, produce windsurfers, and uh, probably now produce stand-up paddleboards. See my point. It's hard. Right. That's like
1: <laughs> that's like 20 seconds. Everyone's pretty bored. Um, like okay, how so do you make that decision? Now you do it. Oh come on! Yeah, after cool. 15 years this my friends is a blue pen handy one of my favorite colors for a pen actually uh, sometimes you get a black pen you know when you do the forms of the doctors they always have to be black don't they so you get a blue pen like i wish i had a black pen because i need it for the doctor's form uh, but the blue pen is really handy especially if you've done loads of notes on your presenter or your uh, guest today and pretty much all the notes are wrong you can see that the blue has taken over <laughs> now it's time for the news i do it's like how professional you, does it oh you, my no, no, god no, you play around with it don't you and it's like yeah. It's about timing, and then you say to yourself, with well, 10 seconds to go link into something, and that's the card count for a live presenter, it's everything. Amazing. You know, without answering someone in your ear. Like, okay, okay, I'm good. Yeah,
0: it doesn't, isn't it, distracting? Yeah. You've absolutely. got somebody
1: whispering to you, we not yeah. probably whispering, but yeah. shouting. Oh, something. shouting and effing yeah. and blinding sometimes, and there's two types of talk back. they switched, which means you only hear the producer or director if they switch the button. And then there's open talk back where you hear everything, which can be handy in a, for example when I do sports shows we have open talk back. Yeah. you wanna hear everyone all the time. Cool. But you've got to learn to sort of pick up what's important and what's not. So
0: you've learned to, to multitask. I bet you
1: you could take a phone call
0: while we're talking. Yeah, it's handy in and real life, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, so I can be chatting to you and have a listen to a conversation elsewhere yeah. to a degree. Do you want to put your earbuds in? just yeah. to listen to some well, music. We'll see how this rest of this goes. We'll oh, okay, that's good for you, mate. Excellent. <laughs> how do you think it's going so far? <laughs> I think it's going really okay, well. Okay, good. Yeah, but I've seen like, I've seen a lot of your yeah. um, podcasts, and you've got some really interesting people on. We this, do. So we feel privileged to be here.
0: Well, uh, it's a privilege to have you here. This is kind of a. I, I
1: You're the coolest guy I know. Written. Stop it. <laughs> You work for Google, I was like blown away. Oh. You, like, There's quite a few people who work for Google. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but okay, but I only know you. Okay. No, oh, no. So it's a low a good bar. Story, actually. <laughs> How we know each other is really random, isn't it? So. Oh, should we tell that story? Yeah, go on then. You tell it.
0: Okay. Uh, so we had this big conference at uh, um, a place in Oxfordshire. And lots of lots of customers and clients, and we had some really interesting speakers along. And one of the guests uh, that we had uh, was a very famous cyclist,
1: famous Welshman, yeah, Thomas, Tour de France winner,
0: very fresh off the uh, off the win. And was, yeah. one of the things that he did in the morning after the night before was a spin class. And the night before we had a. I think we had a quiz. It was
1: big. It was a quiz was that turned big. into a big drinking session, which finished
0: about 4am. 4am for you and, and, and Garen, and uh, and we we were preparing for that class, sitting next to each other. I had no clue who you were. Yeah. You had no clue who I was. And we went into that class and, <laughs> well, you can tell the rest of it. Well, he brought <laughs> a
1: sick bucket in, didn't he? He's the Tour de France winner and he brought a sick bucket in and there were quite a few guys that fancied themselves that day against him on these spin machines. Full mankinis. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we started and then he just went to a different level and he just mm. killed everyone, didn't he? But what was hilarious, he did another one after that and did the same thing. And then the Q&A that we did after was purely about what happened the night before, which okay. was great, but he's so down to earth. It weirdly, Garant, you know, I used to ride through the same puddles in Mendy and Cardiff that he did. You know, he's, my mum used to teach in a school and he's from the same school as Sam Warburton, Welsh rugby captain, and Gareth Bale, Welsh um, football captain and right. Real Madrid, of course. And the three of them went to Wichich High, and my mum would have taught them the violin at some point. Jeez. But that sort of regional side of Wales and, you know, the closeness never leaves you. So um, yeah. he's, he was a good lad. Really good, you know, if you see a Welshman in a bar, you can't go to bed, you have to drink. <laughs> even if you've got a spin class three hours later. It's a national... Uh National yeah. protocol. So, yeah, national rules. <laughs> uh, well, it was... amazing. <laughs> anyway, we digress. We digress,
0: but that's fine. Um, you know, and, and I have to say that the interview was, was really good. It's impressive to see how you prepare. You and I did something recently, actually, in this building with Kelly Jones yeah. from the Stereophonics. Jones. And uh, what really impressed me, this will be second nature to you, but um, to prepare well for an interview, as, as, uh, as I obviously haven't, uh, is actually a really, really hard thing to do, and yeah. uh, what impressed me is how deeply you'd gone into Kelly's history and uh, how thoughtfully uh, the interview ran. It seemed very, very natural, but actually there's a lot mm. of technique and research
1: that goes into it. So, chapeau, I mean, it's a, it's something that very few people can do well. I think uh, probably the reason you're doing this, one of the best things about it is the preparation, the research, you know, researching someone you're quite interested in and, and want to do. Um, I always try and get to a point where maybe I don't use 80% of the stuff I prepared for. That's usually the yardstick. But having that 80%, there was a couple of times where you might have mentioned something that I could finish the sentence if you didn't remember, if that makes right. sense because you knew the story. Yeah. Um, and that sort of immediately gets their respect because they can see you've done your diligence yeah. um, and you're able to have a really enjoyable conversation rather than I've got a question that I'm going to ask next no matter what. Right it um, can be flexible. So you're really listening to, to what they're
0: saying, and you and
1: you yeah, so like late. the flexibility for me, whether it's a director, producer, or presenter, flexibility is key. Key. Um, and what I mean by that is, do all your prep, work really hard, and when the red light goes on, that's when you enjoy it. You know, and who knows where it's going to go? I don't
0: have a red light on. Well, I've kind of got a red light here.
1: I'm filming this, by the way, on a smartphone. It's. I'm so impressed by the whole thing. I'm going to steal this equipment when I leave. <laughs> it's good. Um, but it's, yeah, yeah it's you know, when as soon as you press play or whatever, you, yeah. you, you can enjoy the experience rather than thinking I've got a lot of questions I need to ask. And I think we did fifty minutes, didn't we? And didn't did. feel like that, did yeah. it? Yeah. And it said uh, it's up on. Uh, if it's anywhere, anywhere I'll link it on yeah.
0: down here. Actually, it's on Google the talks. talks. Down down here. Okay. Up, You're such a clever man. Down here, yeah. Uh, down down here uh, down the From bottom. Google it. For those who are listening on a podcast, I'm pointing down. Oh. Uh, and you can also see the link down there. Well,
1: good thinking. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I, uh, you know, most people listen, don't they, rather than most. a lot of people listen. I, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, on the commute. Certainly, I ride my Brompton bike into 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 work, and I listen to a podcast. Mm. Not my own podcast, but you know,
1: <laughs> I've just listened. Because I there already. <laughs> <laughs> just listen to your introductions of everyone. Oh, oh, that was good. Yeah. No, that's you. Oh. Okay. No. No. Okay. Okay. Anyway.
0: Right. So let's go back to TV. Okay. Now, one of your other passions, I know this uh, because we've been to a few rugby matches, is rugby. (gasps) You're a good rugby player.
1: You turned up in a Welsh shirt and I'll always respect you for that.
0: Yeah, I did. It was uh, Wales versus Ireland, Mm. not Wales versus New Zealand. I probably wouldn't have been in the Welsh shirt if it was New Zealand. Uh, it was a fantastic night actually. But you're really, you know, you're clearly in with the, uh, in, in with the gang and you're passionate about the game and incredibly knowledgeable about mm. the game, which anorak. makes you a fantastic. And an anorak, yeah. a rugby anorak. Tell me about your passion for the game and, and how, you, how you think about rugby, because it's very different from children's television or
1: strictly or anything else. Yeah, it's like really interesting, um, especially if you're starting out in a career. is Do you try and work in your hobby? Do you try and work in your passion? Because sometimes. Mm. You don't want it you know i used to see rugby as a way of a release going to sh- you know i used to play it and it was a release of energy and now watching it i like going and being a fan and enjoying it but then if you're working in it you've got to be careful and find that balance i suppose um but yeah it is a passion i was brought up in music and didn't really get going with rugby until i went to university but always loved it um, I to love learning all the heights and weights of players for some reason. Really? Yeah, really, really? odd. I remember them all. Yeah, that's quite interesting. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm a bit of a geek, really, you know that. Um, and then there's been a few opportunities to work in it. And what I like to do is, you know, the, the game is based around really good personalities. And I think in the UK, from a sporting point of view, we can be quite serious. Yeah. If you look at the States and the way they do basketball, the American football, I did a bit of work with the NFL in, in America, it's an entertainment show. Yeah. You know, and I like having a bit of a laugh with a guest. I think it's really important to get those personalities out because if you're watching live sport, when you're doing the analysis in between, you're probably making a cup of tea or you're getting a yeah. drink at the bar. So you've got to give people a reason to watch that bit. You want a bit of banter and uh, I think so, yeah. and so on. Favourite rugby player? Oh, what, of all time? Oh, man, that's really tricky. I'll probably go with... Um, I go with Scott Gibbs, the Scott old Gibbs. Welsh centre. Yeah. But I tell you what, I'll give you one for now because I'm quite excited about next year's Sonny Bill Williams.
0: All oh,
1: right. He's just joined Toronto Wolfpack, who've just made it into the Super League. Sonny Bill. Um, you know, he came from league rugby league. It, that's what I mean. He's gone back to league. Yeah. Toronto is yeah. a you, you know it's that sort of like a yo-yo routine. He's gone back and forth, but he's yeah. been a heavyweight champion of New Zealand in boxing. He's he's one of the most incredible athletes I've ever seen. Um, and he's 34 now, and I'm sure he'll make an impact next year as well. And I'll definitely be watching his first live show.
0: Geoff, thank you for mentioning uh, New Zealander.
1: I didn't ask him to do that; and he just did uh,
0: it. Yeah. And we, I, uh, you were good enough to introduce me to a number of really interesting uh, rugby players. Remember oh, yeah. a long conversation with Jamie Roberts. Jamie Roberts, yeah. yeah.
1: You should get him on this.
0: Jamie. Yeah. You, Would you, Jamie? Are you out there? Can you come Jamie on this? He loves
1: talking about himself. He'd be all over this. <laughs> he won't come on now yeah, yeah he will just hate me <laughs> um yeah like he's he's an interesting chap you know he's he's, he's a qualified doctor um 93 caps for wheels um in bath now uh he's just a lot of feather to his yeah. cap yeah he's good uh, same school yeah we spoke a, we spoke a lot about um
0: medicine actually uh, mm. incredibly incredibly uh, knowledgeable a um, bit of a renaissance man, bit like uh, my so friend Anton Oliver. Oh yeah. yeah. He's a bit of a uh,
1: renaissance you, man. You'd an elephant, right? you'd have a bag for it, wouldn't you? Jim Roberts, you give me a walk does he walk up with an Anton Oliver? Probably. <laughs> A New Zealander, that era, probably right. something. I'm going to
0: drag you back onto uh, back to onto notes. onto Sorry. the piste here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need my notes because I've only got three things written down. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about the. Uh, we'll go. We'll, we'll come back to strictly in a moment. But four Guinness World Records. <laughs> yeah, best. Um, okay, this take beautiful. us through those. I need to uh, Peeling and
1: eating a lemon in the fastest time, pulling the most amount of Christmas crackers in a minute, and tying the most amount of shoelaces. And the Jones Jones Jones, which is. The largest gathering of people with the same surname under the same roof. 1,583 <laughs> Joneses all got together in the Millennium Centre in 2001 to beat the Norbergs from Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> and you still didn't get all the Joneses, was Alex Jones there? Alex might have been there, Tom wasn't there because he's not a real Jones, he's, no. Tom, he's a Woodward. Is it Woodward. Catherine Zita, Zeta, I was hosting it as well, in Welsh and English. So I was doing links in English but then doing Welsh links, leaving an edit point and then doing the Welsh link down the camera. Links as in? Speaking. A, yeah, piece right. of camera. So you were yeah. typing the subtitles. And what's a typing link? What well, do you mean? you know, you could be talking in English and typing uh, in Welsh or... No, that's not a link. Okay. The lingo for a link is, hey, welcome to the show, that's a link. Okay. Yeah. So what would be a link that, that I should do now? Uh, well, well, no, because you, you're in a conversation now, aren't you? Okay. So the link will no be the end saying, Geth, thanks for your time. Okay. Uh, see you next time on Eggs, Coffee and Inspiration. Coffee, or Eggs, <laughs> Inspiration. <laughs> Is it coffee
0: first? It's coffee first. It. It. We don't, it. we have neither. There's no coffee, there's no eggs.
1: Table, paper and pen.
0: Geth, yeah. thanks for coming. I'm going to ask you the next question. Oh. Is that, was that a relevant link or that was a... No, you coffee? don't link no. in the
1: middle of something. It don't that's link weird. <laughs> it. made everyone, everyone thought that it was over, didn't they? No. Did you, did you think, are you we'll still
0: with us? Okay. Are you sure you don't want to edit some of this? No, Okay. No, it's better unedited. So this is YouTube mm. and uh, and podcast. Go on, then. All right, so uh, interesting. Why did you... I mean, did you leaf through the, the Guinness Book of World yeah. Records looking for stuff to do? Yeah. You did? Yeah, it's basically... And, were these in sure. a short
1: period of time? Yeah, pretty much. You're like, what's not been broken yet? Do let's think? do them. I know, but let's not... Such talent. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. I've got four world records. You have move on. That's true. Well you're assuming. You haven't you didn't have you do gone? your research before you came in. Uh, longest flight in a Cessna. Is that you? <laughs> no, I've got a piper. Oh, longest flight in a piper. No.
0: Definitely not. Okay. Um, listen, uh, you you're currently uh,
1: Listen <laughs> Listen's an awful thing to say for this expression, yeah. Is it? Yeah, and you have to look at your notes.
0: Isn't this great? This is great feedback. It's like on the go. I'm getting feedback. coaching from the professional here. Mm. Um, boy you have to have
1: thick skin do you right? know it's, it's stories that's what stories. Like people, when you're like preparing a lot of people think it's words but it's stories for me like mm. themes mm. and then go around it do you know what I mean? okay you know for next time
0: let's talk about the story of dancing okay <laughs> so how did you get into Strictly It Takes to well actually let's start with the competition because you did yeah. the competition before yeah. you became a presenter so right? yeah I was
1: I was. this is a true story I was building a shelter what a bit you have you t- The others are true too, right? Everything that you've said up until now. Yeah, but this is really bizarre on this one. Okay. So, (laughs) I think all of them are true, yeah. We'll watch your back. Um, I was building a shelter in a Bolivian jungle when I got a phone call on a satellite phone uh, saying, would you like to do Strictly Come Dancing? And I looked around, me. I had cats everywhere. We were eating grubs. We had been here for five weeks. I was filthy dirty, loving life, thinking, well, it can't be as hard as this. And what? then I met Camilla Dallow up in London and she came straight up to my nose for the first Cha 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 and I thought, oh my God. What she she was your dance partner? Yeah, no, yeah. No, it was just a random <laughs> one <program. laughs> Where are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, she was my amazing dance partner and it was uh, just the most phenomenal experience. We got to the semi-final. And she taught you to, to, to dance? Yeah, Yeah. So I'm musical, I can pick up steps, but I didn't know how to use my body or you know, um, perform if you like. So that was her biggest challenge for me. Um, but we got on really well. We had such a laugh. Um, it was great. Alicia Dixon won it, who's now gone on to brit has Got Talent, and um, uh, she was a judge on Strictly for a while as well. And um, yeah, it was just just a, just the most brilliant, positive. Loved it. I learned to dance. And I did all the dances by the semi-final. And, my my sister and mum are massive fans, so they got to come every week and have special. And then I stayed involved with the show bizarrely over the last 12, 13 years. Did the one in America, like the sister show out there. Come back to do it takes two for the last four years. Yeah. Do bits and bobs, yeah. a lot of corporate work with it as well. So it's been a kind of weird part of my life. You enjoy it? It's a, yeah, it's a fantastic. I still I went it? to Blackpool last week, um, where they do the show live there, and uh, just watching it in the audience, just brilliant. Being a fan, just. Seeing the pressure, and what like you know, people who can't dance pulling off incredible performances.
0: Yeah,
1: well, it's, it's good. You you've got to have some talent, right, to, to pick it up. And uh, I think the pros are brilliant. Without that yeah. show, without without them, that show is is, is nothing. They're incredible. The way they choreograph to the character of the celebrity is brilliant. Yeah. Bring out the best in them. So. What else
0: uh, is on the horizon? Well, you're, looking, uh, you're working on a number of different things, I know that at the
1: moment, yeah, Any, a- anything you want to talk about? I think it's all changing, mm. you know, the fact we're here in a room making television now is not something we would have done five years ago, 10 years ago, I don't know. Like, I, I probably didn't have a smartphone that far ago, so yeah, definitely not. Let's go with
0: that, but my point <laughs> being
1: is um, anyone can make a TV show now. Mm. Um, Instagram has become television, you know, it's instant, it's... Um, there's not many shows that are appointment to view, like Strictly and dancing maybe, and sport, but what else? Yeah. You know, everyone's sort of recording it or watching it on their phones. So the whole landscape's changing. So, you know, I see myself as a presenter, as a business, and every good business has to evolve. And that's what I've been trying to do. So a lot of my stuff now might be online, it might be commercial, it might be corporate, and a couple of business interests as well. Yeah. I love the process of making TV. But for how long will it be done in that that way? You know, I pride myself on prep and trying to be good. And actually, sometimes it's not really about that. People want it more, you know, unedited and um, less polished. That sort of real feeling to it. So you have to adapt to the market you're
0: in. Well, I'm demonstrating the extreme version of that. <laughs> no way. Breathtaking no, like
1: or... You know, you talk about <laughs> coffee, eggs and inspiration. Like no, You've definitely inspired me in terms of this side of things and the people you've connected me with too so it's fascinating having a conversation with you about it and um, you know you're doing it and I'm not so that says a lot doesn't it. Well
0: thanks man. Um, look so there's a lot uh, I know on the horizon I know
1: some, yeah. some, some of the things that you're working on I think you're studying as well. I right? am yeah uh, that's again an example of trying to evolve and um, I'm doing a masters in sporting directorship at my old university, bizarrely. Yeah. We'd go in there after 20 years. I'm loving it. At the moment we're doing a lot on leadership and-
0: So you live in Manchester, you're traveling for, for this, this is the university- Half the week in
1: Manchester, half the week in London, and then <laughs> down to Cardiff for bits and bobs. Or, you know, I'll be in Bournemouth next week, I'll be in Barcelona on Wednesday, You know, it's just random pretty much every week. But um, yeah, and then this this course is something I can do part-time over two years. And I don't know what the outcome will be, I'm hoping it's going to marry something I've done for 15 years, yeah. which is media, with something I've loved for 15 years, which is sport. Right. What that might be in two years, who knows? Well, if there's anyone watching here, you want to write De- and play Deets. and... dates Deets. Yeah, Deets. Deets. Or if you're listening, you are pointing down we're again. We're pointing down
0: again, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put all of, the, all, of, all of the details down there. Thanks, man. Uh, I don't know how you me. do it. You just do so much. I don't um, know how you do it. Do you know, here's a... Here's a you, you're worse than me.
1: We're, I, I don't understand definitely you, worse than you. No, adults. I don't understand how <laughs> you get through. Like it's remarkable. You must have like eight days in a week, but you just sort of find a way, don't you? I I try
0: to, and I've got a very patient wife and uh, and children. She's amazing. She is amazing. Shout out to Meredith. <laughs> I I won't link here to. Her she yeah. She, won't trained, she trained like a
1: demon on Saturday, didn't she? In her little yeah, she last did. Last Saturday, yeah.
0: Abasiccook.com. Actually, I can do a shout out for her yeah. website. Abasiccook.com. I'll link that below. How's that? God, there's a lot to look at, isn't it's it? It's my wife's uh,
1: my wife's website. I haven't if, been on that yet. She's bad. Have you haven't been on the website? No. I will though. It's good. I will watch this back and swipe down. It's good for basic
0: cooking. So I've got one question that's always uh, excited me about sort of watching you and admiring you. You've when you're in front of the camera the whole time, you've got to be on, right? You've got to be energetic. Uh, you've got to have the game face on. That must be enormously difficult because like everyone, you must have days where you've sort of got less energy, some days more energy. How do you, how
1: do you do it and just be so professional and so consistent the entire time? Um, we there's having this conversation this week through uni and my executive coach cuz yeah you don't always feel positive and the best leaders are always positive aren't they i think there's a leadership role in presenting which is what i've been exploring this week with my course um yeah and you know i have massive self doubt craig you know i've i've been through therapy i've had low times so i've not really talked about it that much but you know we're mates and That is a massive challenge for when you then go on stage and your job is to entertain whether it's 10 million people on tv or it's 500 people in a corporate um i don't know i guess you find ways i think i've got a few techniques that help so what are some of the a lot of it's breathing i think i was doing a lot of mindfulness stuff and meditation before i properly knew how to define it um i don't sleep very well i worry a lot um i'm trying to do a bit more of that or like trying to work on that a bit more now, especially going into 41, 42, because, you know, we're getting older, not younger. Um, but you know, I think life's for living. I know that's a cliche, but I really do believe that. And I'm passionate about helping others, especially those less fortunate. Uh, And that drives me and motivates me and probably banishes some of the dark moments because I know I'm lucky to be doing what I'm doing and make a difference as well. So, um, to always be on, I think, I think it's authentic you know there's that thing of being a, an authentic person i like to think that's first and foremost yeah probably don't always get it right uh, and do have my low moments but i think you learn to cope with them with different mechanisms that i've been taught over the year You've,
0: you're you're very uh, modest as well about the stuff that
1: you do uh on good social causes uh, yeah, would you like to talk about some of those yeah, you're the same though you know we we chat about it don't we together we and do. it's enjoyable to do and i'm like it's amazing how and what you're doing in the east end of london and with you know, the, the guys that you're working with, I don't know how much you've talked about it yourself, but, um, autism's a big part of my life because of my nephew. So we have a little charity called Nye, which is the Welsh word for nephew. My best friend and I both have, is that going to come? That's very good. Yeah, i put the link below. Uh, but my best friend Sean and I started it. We both have autistic nephews. So Nye seemed like a great name. And the last 18 months we've made massive, um, well, we just, a dent into Autism in Wales without going into it in too much detail and that's helping short-term, medium-term and long-term and the dream one day is to have a school, Autistic School in Wales that um, is fully funded and uh, gives kids an opportunity to be the best of themselves with Autism.
0: That's an incredibly important uh, high social impact uh, thing and you're really quiet about it, really modest about it but uh, it has such deep impact. There's probably some people watching who are thinking about what comes next yeah. uh, after school, after university, yeah. perhaps uh, pivoting in their career. If they're thinking about a, uh, a life in
1: media and entertainment, what advice would you give? It's tough now, isn't it? It's, I think, like I was saying before, the landscape is changing so much. Um, I think the downside is there's so much choice, but it's also the good parts, because like we're doing here, you can set up a camera, or you can talk and you can get out there. Uh, Joe Biden, he set me up with as well, look what he's done. You know, he's created his own following. Uh, Joe Sugg um, was on Strictly Come Dancing. Um, didn't really know who he was in the mainstream, but my goodness, his world of following is incredible. Yeah. Like Saffron um, this year on Strictly Come Dancing as well. Like social media style, that's how we mm-hmm. announce it. So I think you can make your own world, to be honest. And I think if you're passionate about it and you really want to do it, then you need a bit of luck along the way. But um, there's nothing wrong with hard work and getting it out there rather than saying you're going to do it. A lot of people, like, how, how many times have I said to you, I mean, well, I've got this idea, I need to do it, and then haven't done it yet. Even I do that because other things take over. But if you're passionate about something and you want to be out there and you want to be a voice, then get it out and you're phone and then beg everyone you know to sort of follow you and and put it out there you know well that's
0: fantastic advice i don't know
1: i don't know but that's how it feels right now well i I don't think 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 anyone knows but i think it's
0: brilliant brilliant advice to sort of follow your passion and just get on with it and and work and persevere I'm really uh, glad that we had a chance to speak like this yeah. because I know you personally
1: yeah we do many people will know you from the TV we're but on a whatsapp group called um, the Hurt Locker the Hurt Locker so yeah. me you and Ollie and we should give him a shout out because oh, yeah. he's just had a baby Ollie that's why he's not been training and Sandy. Ollie and Sandy um, the three of us go training and I love it purely and I know I've sort of cut across you here but you know you've got someone sort of the TV presenter Ollie, who's one of the best graphic designers in film in uh, a draftsman rather in in the UK, yourself, uh, and the, the the breadth of knowledge and people and chat that you have, we all get together on a Saturday after training. I love it because the conversation goes everywhere, doesn't it? Kind of a little random. Hence why you've sort of developed this. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's true. Mm. That's true. Well, I'm really as a you know, uh, I'm really glad that uh, we had a chance to talk about what sits behind. You know what, people sit, uh, see on, on the TV screen mm. because I, c- I can say uh, uh, from the heart that you're a genuinely, genuinely nice guy, sure authentic, incredibly intelligent, very clever talking about this pen. I was, I was really interested <laughs> I think in I didn't do a minute of it. was much better
1: than mine. I didn't do a minute, is so, like 30 seconds and bottled it. So. Well,
0: no, that was, uh, it, was <laughs> it was much better than mine. You fell asleep during my time. So. Listen, Gethin Jones.
1: Thank you very much for joining us.
0: Pleasure. (laughs) (laughs)